Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Rowan and the Wasteland, where we discuss a film and honor its place amongst its peers. My name is Rowan Wood. I am the titular Rowan of the podcast, and joining me, as always, there hasn't been anything like what he has become. It's Shane Kanto, ladies and gentlemen. I am a desolate wasteland. <laughs> that um, is my alter ego. So there you go. Um, and uh, may I just say, uh, before we get started on this podcast, um, happy birthday to Shane and me, because as we are recording this, Shane's birthday is coming up. And as this episode, this episode will actually be released on my actual birthday in mid-December. So there you go. a little fun uh, bit of kismet um, surrounding that. Um, but, uh, happy yeah, happy birthday to us. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, the movie we're watching today, I would be pretty disappointed if I got as a birthday gift. Uh, it is a multiverse martial arts action movie starring Jet Li and a young Jason Statham called The One that was released in what year? Oh, right. 2001. Uh, and how many stars did it get from either of us? One. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that bit that bit is just it, it it was just too good to give up. I don't even know if it was that terrible, but I couldn't not. It it was. It was <laughs> that terrible. <laughs> Man. So I'll say I'm a huge action movie fan, mm-hmm. but I'm also a huge action movie snob at this point in my life. Like I I could appreciate what they were going for here and trying to maximize. It's like, what if we had martial arts, but we could heighten it with CGI and, you know, the matrix just came out. This is, this has, I came out two years after the matrix written all over it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely uh, heavily quote unquote (coughs) inspired by, um the matrix and you know just look at the title of the movie uh i i feel like there's a lot more uh there's a lot more than just plain influence uh written written across that but uh you know i know these days in in 2022 multiverses are in you know like every every major franchise you know every studio wants to deal with the concept of of multiverses um and yet it's the it's the it's the smaller ones it's the independent ones like everything everywhere all at once uh that end up being the ones that everyone remembers but we'll get to that we'll get to that um but this movie did come out in 2001 so i suppose it was ahead of the multiversal uh curve um but uh, so they do have to, you know, introduce the concept of parallel universes and doppelgangers and stuff like that, because I, I, I'm assuming back then I, I wasn't alive in 2001, but I'm assuming that a lot of people did not like we're not really familiar with the concept very much. And now it just needs to be sort of a surface level explanation because people are lar- like the movie going mm-hmm. audience rather is largely aware of these concepts and really how they work. Um, but uh, yeah, this movie stars Jet Li as um, a bunch of different uh, multiversal um, doppelgangers, but specifically this guy uh, Gabriel Yula, uh, who is who used to be a member of uh, I'm I'm I got to use a reference here the Multiverse Athor- uh, Authority and MVA agent uh, who is hunting down his alternate universe selves because he believes if he kills enough of them he will become this super powered godlike being called you guessed it the One. Uh, did they really make that clear in the movie? Not really, uh, and and does it really go anywhere? Not at all. There can only be one. Not only was this a ripoff of the Matrix, but it was a ripoff of Highlander too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's so many ideas in this movie. 
so many ideas and there's so much exposition dumps and they're all so clunky and there's just so i'm gonna drop it here there's one reason why i actually was happy i watched this movie because now i have an answer to if somebody asks me what movie do i want to see remade (laughs) it's this because like this is a pretty cool idea and to be honest marvel is really utilizing a lot of these ideas with the whole like basically kang wanting to kill all versions of themselves and all other uh multiverses and you know basically the nva the the time variance people from loki it's just there's so many different things here going on that just like other places are picking up on these ideas and incorporating them it just it was so poorly executed in this movie and how is this movie only an hour and 30 minutes there's so it's, much it's less it's like it's like 85 minutes it's it's insane how much <laughs> they try to cram in and how little it works but like you know as as you said Shane like i can see what they're going for but it just kind of comes out it it just is ends up being rather embarrassing um, yeah. because of, of, of what they try to present and how little they succeed in that. Not to mention, like, the editing is is pretty terrible. The CG is... Honestly, I thought that the CG would be much worse than it was. Uh, the moments where they're sort of, like, beamed up into the, like, the main universe, I actually thought that that was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else, like, when uh, Yula uses his, like, his abilities and he, he's going 50 when he runs super fast. It just, yeah. it just looks terrible. It just looks so bad. And then the bullet time stuff where he's, like, yeah. kicking people in slow motion. Yeah. So here's the thing. I was 10 years old in 2001. And I remember seeing trailers for this movie and being like, this looks so cool. <laughs> being th- almost 31 at this point watching this movie, I'm just like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And it's, here's the thing. This is one of the most early 2000s movies I think I've ever seen. Like the soundtrack to this movie. Like, I love me some new metal. I listen to almost all the songs in this movie, but it's so cheesy throwing them all into the same movie. Like they had down with the sickness. They had that um, cut is perhaps the the cut with down with the sickness. When the, when a, when the mouse blows up is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie (laughs) that was not originally intended to be funny. I had to rewind several times and I annoyed the people I was watching this with. Yes, I did subject other people to this. Um, And we just (laughs) cracked up every time. It was so funny. My wife and I were just like, what is this movie? It's, eh, like, this probably was fun watching with other people because, like, this oh, yeah. this is a movie, if I were at, so generally, I don't like watching bad movies. Um, but, like, if I were at a party and I had to sit down and somebody wanted to watch a bad movie, I'm telling them to put this on. Because, like, we're going to laugh at how ridiculous this is. It's an hour and 25 minutes. It's not, like, the room that's actually two hours. Like, yeah. this is a, this is a buck 25. That's it. And I, 
And here's the thing. There were legitimate moments where I'm like, this could have been, could have been really cool. And my God, the end. I'm just like, <gasps> where's the sequel of this? <laughs> like the ending. It was, it was the best part. I don't know how they put the best part, the coolest shot, the best setup into the end of the movie of a movie with a lot of good ideas. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it, but they, they somehow, made this movie if if this ending hadn't been there i also i apologize for the fact that i am sick and you can hear it in my voice but if they hadn't had that awesome ending scene in there i probably would have been more okay with it because they by putting that scene in there they squander they immediately squander all potential because of course this movie's not getting a sequel and that just that just makes it worse it's just like why did you subject us to the past hour and 24 minutes when we could have had this movie? It's because they had no money after exactly. that one scene. Exactly. Oh, my God. I was sitting there at the end like, wait a minute. This could have been a thing? Yeah. Why the hell did I just watch the rest of this? And I feel so bad because, you know, at this point, Jet Li, Jet Li's one of the greatest martial artist in film and they squander all of his skills with all this obnoxious use of cgi mm -hmm. i kind of wish they just pulled back on the cgi and the fight scenes which i'm pretty sure that was the whole point of the movie it was like hey we have special effects now no just use jet you don't need special effects you have jet lee right <laughs> like what are you doing it's like just let him do his thing. And then, God, Jason Statham was so bad in this. Yep. So bad in this. And, like, you're probably sitting there, like, if you hadn't seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels at this point, or Snatch, you're probably like, who the hell is this guy, and why the hell is he in movies? Exactly. And, and like, Delroy Lindo's in this, Carla Gugino. Just, like, there's some talented people in this movie. Squandered. All yep. of them. All of it. All of it. Um, which, uh, honestly, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Shane. When I chose this movie, I had a feeling as to what we were getting into. But I, I, I also had a feeling that it would be fun nonetheless. And I'm glad that, at least for me, watching it with some other people who were also like equally as into it, um, it was... It was fun. I I had fun. And uh, I'm, 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 I am glad that I see it. Um, that I saw it, rather. And also... My friends uh, had some had some interesting thoughts uh, as well because they were like like they were looking for things that I weren't even um, looking for. Like uh, I wasn't not to say that I wasn't paying attention to this in general, but the wardrobe for all the characters, but especially the 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 very few female characters that are in this movie, is terrible. It's so bad, and I don't typically pay attention to costumes, not because I don't want to, just because that's not really what I'm looking for. But my God, once it was brought to my attention, I could not unsee it. Especially the woman who breaks him out at the at the beginning of this movie, who doesn't even have uh, – I don't think she even has a line of dialogue. Um, my god. Just my god. This movie looks so tacky. Mm -hmm. Like this looks like the – this looks like if a computer was told, make a movie that incorporates new metal, early 2000s fashion senses, and – see new cgi this is what a computer made yep 
There we go. It's it's like the uh, it's like those AI uh, auto generated scripts that you see on Twitter sometimes. Yep. Oh my god. Well, at least at least the multiverse saga in the MCU is taking some of these ideas and doing better things with them. Because like exactly, I would like I would legitimately remake this movie, mm-hmm. and I think it would make a killing if you executed it properly like but they did not in any way shape or form i don't think they actually did anything well like this is just a hot mess Mm -hmm. definitely yep Yep, keyword mess. Uh, not keyword hot. <laughs> but I don't know. This movie's very. This movie's very PG thirteen. It's very two thousand one. It's kind of like, it's a mix of the uh, you know nineties uh, uh, action and, and sensibilities sort of combined with the inception of what or like early two thousands movies would eventually become, um, and. Mm that's that just that just sounds like a that just even on paper that sounds like a terrible terrible mixture um yep. but yeah uh so shane i do have to ask where does this I, I have a feeling as to where it is for you i think it's the same place for me but where does the one rank uh with all of the films that we have watched so far for this the podcast? complete opposite it is at the bottom yeah same <laughs> the <here>. bottom <laughs> So, but uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, what is it dethroned for the last uh, spot on the list? What was my bottom before this? Oh, not another team movie. I oh, would watch God. not another team movie fifty times before 50. I watch this. Oh my movie God! Again. <laughs> at least um, I, I at least I had genuine fun watching that. I had fun making fun of this movie. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, it's uh, it 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 kicked out the Wolfman as my as my dead last spot. Um, ooh, yeah. Well, that was a movie. <laughs> uh, and next week, next week we will be watching another movie. But before we get started talking about that, uh, we have some lists to uh, uh, we have some lists to work down um, that will hopefully be talking about a lot of much better movies uh, than we did. Um, just do so we are going to talk about our top five multiverse movies uh our top five Mm -hmm. martial arts movies and our watch list for 2001 because uh we have done uh the the 2001 category before uh, actually for not another teen movie which shane just mentioned um but uh for now uh let's get started talking about our top five multiverse movies you know uh, the, the multiverse which i think is a really really fascinating concept that has really begun to infiltrate pop culture in the last i'd say six years uh i Mm -hmm. i first remember really getting into it with um the cw's uh the flash show they really got into multiverses with their season two and obviously you know it's been a part of comics for decades and decades and decades but for the general pop culture crowd i feel like it's just sort of um begun to percolate uh into the into the zeitgeist but uh shane we'll start off with you what are your top five multiverse movies i include this one because the internet told me i could is source code um I love source code, Jake Gyllenhaal and like him trying to stop a bombing on a train and keep reliving this situation in the body of this person. And there's so many interesting twists and turns in this film. I love it. Um, My number four is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, Um, zombie strange and the Illuminati and 
all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the most Sam Raimi movies I've ever watched. I loved it. I had such a great time with it. My number three is Coraline. And I do not want to go to that multiverse with <laughs> button eyes, everybody. Um, but I love Laika. And Coraline was such an amazing start for them, feature lengthwise. And obviously, Neil Gaiman wrote a fantastic story that really came to life. My number two is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, which arguably is the best Spider Man movie. Um, it is so amazing. And I want 50 different spinoffs from this movie. <laughs> I want my Spider Noir right now, goddammit. Um, once Nick Cage Spider-Man movie. Um, and my number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And could this be recency bias? Sure, maybe. But like, this is movie's legit. This is one of the most creative and also emotionally resonant films I've seen in a long time. So yep, there's my multiverse films. Very nice. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there's recency bias, but there's also the fact that Everything Everywhere is just an absolutely incredible film and is still at the top of my uh, rankings for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, my top five. Um, my number five is Phineas and Ferb Across the Second Dimension. Uh, yes. If we're talking about shows that were my childhood, Phineas and Ferb is at the very top of that spot. Um and uh, yeah, uh, the uh, the movie that was the only Phineas and Ferb movie up until a couple years ago uh, is just incredible. It's hilarious, and it's a perfect encapsulation of, uh, of of what the show is, while also just getting really crazy with its concepts. Um, number four is Spider Man No Way Home uh, because I uh, th- so I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but every year. Um, this uh, the weekend that this episode will be released. Actually, there's always like a big movie. It's the last like big box office weekend before Christmas, and so there's always mm-hmm. going to be this one big blockbuster that's put out: Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. This year it's Avatar two. There's always something huge, and it's always my birthday weekend, and so I'm always going to be slightly skewed towards the movies that are released on my birthday. And Spider Man No Way Home was my birthday movie last year, and it was mm. such a special experience. And uh, that is not the only reason it's on this list. I love this movie i've seen it so many times um since and uh it's it's in my opinion the best of uh, of, of of the mcu spider-man movies um my number three is uh is donnie darko kind of a sneak multiverse movie here uh in case you haven't seen donnie darko dear listeners i will not go into the de- uh, the details of how it is a multiverse movie but let me just say that uh i had to do some research afterward to fully understand uh what this movie uh, uh threw at me and i was uh, and i was all the better for it we love when movies give us homework. Exactly. Uh, number two is Into the Spider-Verse, for all the reasons Shane mentioned. Uh, the best Spider-Man movie. And, uh, you know, Shane, I have a feeling that once we get uh, the sequel next year, th- they're just going to throw a bunch of spinoffs at us that they've been working on for the last couple of years. And I am here for it. Uh, number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, still at the top of my rankings for this year, and I don't see that changing um, <clears throat> for a while. Although some movies... <clears throat> Banshees, <clears throat> Fablemans have uh, tried to creep up there and, and tried to knock it off, but everything everywhere in the Northmen are still number one and two. Um, there we go. But uh, yeah, so <coughs> whoa. Uh, next up is our top five martial arts movies. Um, this movie, the one rather the one that we talked about mm-hmm. this episode, is uh, kind of there. Like there, there is a lot of martial arts in it. I mean. Especially in, in in my list, it's it's much more um, uh, 
much more uh, feudal and, and medieval martial arts rather than yeah. like the, the, the more modern stuff. It's, and, and I think that is because of the simple fact that the older movies that do martial arts are a lot better than the newer ones uh, that do it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, so that is where, that is where I am coming from with this. Uh, my number five is Lady Snowblood, the movie that probably most heavily inspired Kill Bill. Have you seen this movie, Shane? I have not. If you ever get the chance to check it out, I, I, I'm just very curious uh, to hear uh, what you think because I watched this for a class last year, and I was shocked at how much it um, it, it 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 was in, uh, it inspired rather Kill Bill. Uh, in fact, the the theme song of this movie is used uh, at the end of the first Kill Bill, and like if you needed any more proof uh, that uh, that Tarantino uh, was inspired, uh, number Wait four is yeah. <laughs> Tarantino watched a movie. I know, I know. It's it's a shocker. It's a shocker. Uh, number five is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, probably the uh, the the hallmark uh, martial arts, um, uh, Chinese martial arts movie. Uh, number three is 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 Kill Bill, uh, and and that is uh, the um, oh man, I don't know. Kill Bill has just always been. Um, I don't remember where it was on my list of, uh, of, of, of Tarantino's, but it's it's pretty far up there um, just because I think they were the first Tarantino's that I ever saw, the first, uh, the, the two Kill Bills. Uh, and I'm including them as one movie here. I mean, yeah. you can say vo- Volume 1. I, I, I think I prefer watching Volume 1, but they're both fantastic. Um, so Kill Bill is my number uh, three. Number two is Harakiri, uh, the, uh, a film that we have discussed on this episode um, dealing with uh, honor and, and sacrifice and what it means. And uh, number one is The Matrix, uh, the movie that uh, most heavily <clears throat> inspired uh, the one. Uh, definitely uh, unconventional martial arts, but martial arts nonetheless. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keanu. Um, so my list, I have a cup. I have a, some bleed over here. I have number five, Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Gotta have some Bruce Lee on here. Um, are most of his films great movies? Probably not. <laughs> but like, boy, was he! But was he something? Uh, my number four is Shadow from Yimao Zhang, which I think this is one of the most visually striking and beautiful films in all of its gray and black and white that it utilizes. And like, his films in general are so colorful. And so beautiful, like, with one. Because, you know, Jet Li couldn't just be in a movie called The One. He also had to be in a movie called One on top of of it. Of course. Um, My number three is Kung Fu Hustle. Which, if you have never seen Kung Fu Hustle, this movie has amazing martial arts and is absolutely hilarious. And just has great characters from top to bottom. It's an absolute delight. I... You know what? I double dipped. I put everything everywhere all at once on here too. Um, at my number two, but my number one is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that film so much, and just <clears throat> it feels so classic for a film that came out in like what two thousand somewhere around there, mm-hmm. and it's beautifully acted. Has a great story. Has amazing characters. It's just amazing amazing martial arts using all like the wire work and stuff like that just real impressive also led to a really hilarious joke in austin powers gold member (laughs) 
But, you know, the wire work, I think, can be a little silly. But I feel like in that film, perfect. Perfectly Absolutely. Used. Yeah. Um, our final category is our watch list for 2001, films that we have not seen from this year, but we do want to get to at some point. Um, Shane, I'm sure that our lists are going to be very different. Um, <laughs> but uh, what is yours? I had to do some digging because, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out. And there's a couple of interesting ones on here. But first one's The Piano Teacher. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that pop up. And Isabel Huppert is such a fantastic actress, and it's a Michael Haneke film, so not quite sure what you're going to get out of it, but yeah. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Uh, From Hell, I haven't heard great things about the film, but I did love the graphic novel, so I'm at least willing to give it a try. Ted no did not realize that the Hughes brothers directed that. That's a very interesting choice, but... You know, Johnny Depp, Robbie, the late, great Robbie Coltrane, Ian Holm. So very interesting cast as well. I have The Majestic, which I have yet to see. I've heard mixed things about it, but it seems like it should be perfect. Like Frank Darabont, I love his director. Jim Carrey doing something a little bit different. Such a stacked cast of actors here. So I have that one on there. <laughs> I've never seen Legally Blonde, so I just kind of threw that on there. Yeah. Because, like, it's a fun, from what I understand, a fun movie. And I really did did some digging on this one, but I was looking through 2001 films, and IMDb had this in their top 50 2001 films, which is Pulse. Mm. uh, From uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa. And it's it's a horror mystery sci-fi thriller, so it has a lot of... A lot going for it. So yeah. be interested to check that out. That's exciting. Um, mine are <clears throat> much more mainstream. Uh, my uh, one, my first one is uh, Amelie, a film that I've been recommend that's oh. been recommended to me countless times, but I've not gotten to yet. Uh, then there's David Lynch's Mulholland Drive, uh, one that I um, was was really put on my um, radar when I took a, a genre film class last year and we, and we watched, uh, we watched some famous jump scares and the most arguably the most famous from this movie, uh, was, was, was shown to me. So I've seen that. I've seen those couple minutes. Um, but I would like to see the whole Very thing. Very interesting. Oh yeah. Then there's uh, a beautiful mind, Ron Howard starring Russell Crowe and, um, uh, E2 Mama uh, Alfonso yes. Cuaron starring Diego Luna. I have the Criterion edition waiting for me at home. Uh, so perhaps I will watch that over Thanksgiving break. We'll see. Um, and uh, Training Day is my last one. Uh, one that I'm... Oh. That's that, that, that's a list of shame one. One that I've, I've disappointed that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, but I will at some point. And, uh, you know, putting it here in my watch list is my way of focusing myself on on, 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 mm-hmm. on getting that done. And if you want to hear our top five from 2001, I don't know how much they've changed since we did Not Another Teen Movie. I'm guessing not a ton. But uh, go check out that episode uh, where we where we go, uh, where we take, take a little deep dive into that. Um, Shane, would you like to tell our listeners what we will be watching for next week? So next week, we're going to be watching a comedy called The Assistants from director Steve Morris. And I'm going to shamelessly plug my favorite podcast, <laughs> which is the cinephiles, which Steve Morris and John Rocha host the outlaw John Rocha. And honestly, their show kind of inspired me to do my show. Welcome to the wasteland. Like I don't do exactly the same thing that they do, but like 
I loved being able to just sit there and listen to them take a real deep, they go scene to scene, deep dive into a film Mm -hmm. and it's so great and interesting. And they both bring so much great insight, but like, I always wanted to check out Steve Morris's film and it's the assistants. And it's about a group of personal assistants in Hollywood teaming up to try to do something. And you're going to have to find out by checking out our episode next week. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and Shane, where can the people uh, find you if they want to hear more about your movie opinions? They can find me everywhere. <laughs> um, they can check out the Wasteland Reviewer YouTube channel, Wasteland Reviewer Instagram page, where I shamelessly plug everything that I do. But yeah, do a lot of things. Sif Pop, Scribe Magazine, and YouTube, and TikTok, and Letterboxd, and yeah, a lot of things. Very exciting. Uh, you can find me at thelenientcritic.com. That's L-E-N-I-E-N-T critic. Uh, a lot of fun stuff happening over there. Uh, reviewing a lot of movies, watching a lot of shows, the life. Um, and uh, yeah, so I suppose thank you all very much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen the one, gather a group of people, get some drinks going, uh, have a lot of fun. Um, just don't watch it alone uh, in a, you know, yeah, don't, don't watch it alone. You'll have far less fun that way. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you all once again for listening, and we'll be back next week. 